it just got to this point of like, I can't take it anymore. And I thought for a minute, like maybe I have to move, like maybe I have to go to the East Coast to get involved in this or to California, but Tacoma is my home. Anything I do anywhere else, I'd want it to benefit Tacoma, so why not just do it in Tacoma? Jamika Scott is an organizer with the Tacoma Action Collective. To us, it's important because we're from Tacoma. We all like grew up in the Hilltop area. We've seen the way that racism works in Tacoma. I live in the Hilltop, and I love it. But I know that my experience as a white person living in Hilltop is not the same as a black person's experience living in Hilltop. Tacoma is very much a part of this country, as much as I might want to think that the Northwest is so far away from a Ferguson or Baltimore or Charleston or everywhere else. So in today's episode, you're going to hear three snapshots from this summer's Black Lives Matter demonstrations here in Tacoma. Jamika started paying attention after Michael Brown was killed in Ferguson. She got on Twitter and just listened to what people were saying. And then she heard about a 12-year-old shot in Cleveland. Tamir Rice. Like, that really, really got to me. Because I just, I have a lot of, like, young kids in my family, like younger cousins, you know, nieces and nephews. And then I work with youth. And it was starting to get from a point of like, okay, I'm just kind of sitting and observing to like, I have to do something now because I can't not do anything. At a certain point, it was just like, it's irresponsible for me not to do something. I mean, it's about black people, obviously, and it's about people, but it's, it's about me. Early in the summer, Jamika and the Tacoma Action Collective organized a march at the July 4th Freedom Fair. It was one of those 90-degree days none of us were ready for. All right, my hands are shaking. I'm obviously nervous. Are you guys ready over there? The Facebook invite said to come wearing black. So what we're doing here, uh, the reason why you're all in black is we're going to do a funeral procession. This is a funeral procession for the death of white supremacy. Uh, We will be carrying this coffin draped in a flag, uh, and we'll just go down a little ways. Um, I'll read a quote, and then we're going to come back. It's going to be very simple. I'm really glad you guys are here. But are you guys ready to go? Yeah. All right. We can go ahead and kind of start forming up right over here. Calling out the violence of the racist police. And we ain't going to stop until people are free. The group marched slowly down the Ruston waterfront, past stalls selling funnel cakes and blasting Creed. They stopped in the street in front of a sunglasses stand and formed a circle around the coffin and turned their backs to it. Jamika started to read from her iPhone. Today we gather to say goodbye to white supremacy. The guy standing next to me fumbled with a lighter. It became obvious that they were going to light the American flag on fire on the 4th of July. You have to do it. I have lighter fluid on my hand. And it's Uh, clotted with the lives and souls of our brothers and sisters. We are now going to hold a moment of silence. The flag took a minute to catch, and then the flames appeared. 
Streaks of red and white melted into black. A couple of bystanders got really angry. No peace! No racist! Police! While one woman yelled, a man lunged through the circle and pulled the burning flag off the coffin and dropped it on the ground. Jamika ordered water on the smoldering remains. After that, the protesters turned around and marched back to where they started. I spoke with Jamika later on about the event. You never want any type of conflict, really. You like you hope people just kind of like absorb the message in some way, Um, maybe even like as a conversation starter. But um, like the fact that there was a bit of conflict, it reaffirms that like we struck a chord with people. And that's ultimately like you want to do something that evokes some kind of emotion and response because, you know, it's that complacency that starts getting people to, you know, ignore the fact that these things are going on. I mean, I'm just happy that you know, ultimately, like, nobody got hurt. Um, I was, like, worried that guy grabbing the flag was going to burn himself. Uh, like, so I'm glad that didn't happen. Of course, burning a flag at a 4th of July event is not your average protest. And not everyone agrees with the confrontational kind of demonstrating. But when it comes to protesting in the name of racial justice, the Tacoma Action Collective is not afraid to be controversial. We have a mindset of, like, this is what we're here to do, and we're going to do it, and we don't care if you think it's inappropriate. We don't care if you think that there is a better time and place. We don't care if you think that it's not respectable. We're going to do it because these are the things that need to be done to raise the awareness that we're trying to raise. Sometimes we're not necessarily creating the confrontation. We are bringing in all the pieces for a confrontation to be made, um, But, like, the guy that came in and took the flag while it was burning, he didn't have to do that. He could have been upset without coming in and doing that. Despite all her talk about not caring what people think, Jamika is concerned what certain people think. I do think about my younger cousins and my nieces and nephews a lot when I, like, am doing this stuff. I want them to, like, see somebody who is fighting for them to be exactly who and what they want to be. If nothing else, just to make sure that they know they have every right to be seen and heard. It was 82 degrees on August 9th when a group called Tacoma Stands Up blocked an intersection in front of Dorky's Arcade downtown. Les Voros Bond, the owner of Dorky's, interrupted a march in front of his business. A video of the event shows him antagonizing protesters with what I'm calling a Beethoven bullhorn. It's hard to hear, but Les asks the demonstrators why they're illegally protesting. And he switches his bullhorn to an awful police siren sound. Black lives matter! Black lives matter! And then... 
he calls someone the N-word. Black Lives Matter! The video spread on social media, and hashtag boycott dorkies took off. The owner quickly realized he'd been a total idiot, and he has since tried to apologize and make amends and to listen. This has led to some very awkward exchanges, filmed on cell phones and posted to YouTube. There's this one conversation held at night outside Dorky's that just makes me squirm. It reminds me how difficult it is to actually communicate about such sensitive topics. I, I'm not sure what was going through my head at the moment. And, but I know when I watch the video, I'm like, what is the one thing I can say that's really going to piss this guy off? There's a billion words and I in language. The one thing, Wait, can I ask you a question? The only time somebody says that word to me is somebody that holds some sort of anti-blackness. You might not think that you're anti-black, you might not think that you're racist, but for that to come out of your mouth so easily, you don't I, think I, you I, hold I, I, any I, I, kind of anti-blackness? Because uh, no, I, I get to the point where you also said some other stuff. It wasn't just the yes. N word. Do you know that? You also said some very stereotypically anti-black. Yeah. Do you know that people in the community before you even said this consider you a homophobe and a racist? I'm not a homophobe. I have a lot of. But I'm just saying. Listen, I want to help you. When you say things like I have homosexual friends or that I have black friends or I have friends of color, that doesn't help you. I know. Okay. So try not to say that. People of color are telling you that you're racist. As a white cis male, you should hear us. That's where you. That's where you start to grow. Be accountable. I'm, I'm just saying, I, I'm not at all. I, I'm saying I you love, might not think that you are, but for I you really to say, I embrace the culture of everything okay, that you guys are all about. Like seriously. No, I understand. Plantation owners still raped or held. After the initial confrontation, Les formally apologized, and the organizers formally accepted via Facebook. The people of Tacoma Stands Up have been holding demonstrations all summer, calling it the People's Assembly, and marching down Pacific Avenue and blocking an intersection. They held their final one this last Sunday, August 30th. We need a couple more hands with the banner. It's kind of windy, so get some hands on it, please. Approximately 30 people walked down Pacific Avenue in the drizzle and the wind. They carried a banner that listed the names of 780 people killed by police in the U.S. this year. Are we ready to march? Yeah! Who's lives matter? Black lives matter! So I am at the last People's Assembly of the summer in 2015 because I believe Tacoma deserves better and I expect us to be better. Um, I'm here because I am a nurse in our community and I am concerned about 
how people of color are affected uh, negatively by the inequities in healthcare. Want to know why we're marching? When a teacher asks a black student, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he says, alive? That's some shit. I've been just coming here because this is important to me. This is something that affects my life, like people of color, and it just, it helps me get like my anxiety out about these things that are happening because it's hard to talk to people about it and it's just so frustrating. So it's nice to see all these people coming out for the same goal, even if there's, you know, people shouting at us, getting angry, but it's, it's just, yeah, it's cathartic to do something like this. It's not a spectacle. It is not business as usual. This is a state of emergency. I want to participate in the broader movement, the Black Lives Matter movement. And this is the place and time for me in Tacoma, as a person from Tacoma, to do that. Uh, on a smaller level, slightly smaller, it's the relationships with these actual people from Tacoma that bring me here. I guess we're all here because we want to learn how to be stronger and more informed white allies, since that's often a very, very uncomfortable position. And also, I think we all can kind of agree that we want to like bring these kinds of conversations to our campus, since it seems like these conversations are often stunted or just pushed back because people feel very uncomfortable and get defensive. The march ended at 21st and Pacific, blocking the I-5 ramp. And that's when people got angry. Finally, everyone lay down in the street and staged a die-in. So I'm Kathy Nguyen and I'm the co-organizer of Tacoma Stands Up, which is a grassroots initiative calling for the end to police brutality and social injustice through peaceful organization. I feel good about today. I think there's a lot of renewed energy, a lot of renewed strength, a commitment to you know the work that's ahead. I think that this has really helped us to realize that we can have direct local impact while also looking and assessing you know the implications of what's happening nationwide and how we can strategize around positive community development and proactively building just and inclusive communities. Tacoma Stands Up wrapped up their last eight weeks of marches with a poem and a song.
The heated activity this summer reminds us in Tacoma that, of course, this national issue is also relevant here. And the time to talk about it is now, even if we can only talk in difficult, messy, angry, sad, human ways. Although the Tacoma police declined my request for an interview, they're saying they want to listen. The city has announced that they will be hosting some facilitated conversations between the Tacoma police and Tacoma people about these issues. And they've given it the PR-friendly name of Project Peace. The conversations are part of Project Peace, which stands for Partnering for Equity and Community Engagement. I'm not sure how much listening will happen, but I'll be there because it's a public recognition of a problem that people have been addressing in Tacoma all summer long.
If you've made it to the end, I love you. Shoot me an email, destinyandgrit at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.